0: Welcome to another episode of Dropkick Basement. Um, we are deep into our tournament of gimmicks. Uh, this is Mike Madden, uh, your lead co your lead co host. I will say that. Um, still haven't really figured out uh, monikers and all that stuff, but um, the uh, the my partner uh, Tommy Schultz is on the uh, on the other end of this uh, other end of the conversation here. Tommy, how you be?
1: I'd be good. Good. This good. um this this episode has me in a, a bit of a pickle.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts to go into this one. Um again, we're flying without uh Matt, uh, who is still a little bit under the weather and uh isn't able to uh to make his uh appearance. Um so we are tackling what we're calling the modern day slash wildcard uh bracket in the tournament of gimmicks. Uh, Matt will be back uh, on our next episode to take care of the 2000s. So for now, we're going to, uh, to kind of you know, work around him, so to speak, and, uh, and see what, we, what trouble we can get into when it comes to the, uh, the, the modern day and the wild card. Uh, and when I say wild card, um, some of the modern day gimmicks that I thought of. Um, so Tommy and I split this up. He's taking the modern day uh, era which really encompasses everything from 2010 to the current, uh, you know, landscape of pro wrestling, um, and then I'm just filling in the blanks with a uh, with the bottom eight of that bracket or the top eight of that bracket, being kind of a hodgepodge, wild card guys that we you know missed in other episodes and gimmicks that might uh, you know deserve a second chance at uh, at at participating in this tournament. So, um, I hope that makes sense. Uh, if it doesn't make sense, then we completely botched this and maybe we hope that somebody from, uh, Tommy's side of the bracket, uh, will will get through and we can, you know, kind of keep the continuity going. But, um, I guess, um, I don't know. I guess I'll start with the wild cards, right. You know, just as a way of kind of breaking things up a little bit and, and shining up some of these, uh, the, Let's see what you got. The losers of yesteryear. So, um, m- so I've got eight on my little bracket here on my, uh, uh, my side of the bracket. So my number one seed on my side of the bracket, uh, short lived 90s gimmick, WWF, uh, we've got Max Moon.
1: Ooh.
0: Max Moon originally was supposed to be Conan. Uh, yep. they signed him, uh, from the, uh, triple a promote actually probably before triple a even started um uh they brought him in because he was he was becoming a big star he was a soap opera star he was the Hulk Hogan of mexico um and they were like well you know we're gonna we've come up with this concept where we've got a kind of a mask that's got hair extensions uh we've got a bodysuit, and um that's what you're gonna wrestle in but you're gonna come to the ring in this clunky almost Mega Man costume like if you know Mega Man from the video games uh kind of like the bulky big helmet and um almost like a robotic look and that was the original idea behind this was that he was you know the man of the future uh, or the man from space or whatever like it, it really again it's I think we covered it in Uh, the last episode where whoever drew up the idea probably just drew the costume but didn't necessarily know anything about what the backstory for a Max Moon uh, or Maximilian Moon would be. Um, Conan bailed. Go ahead.
1: Or had any idea of how you would wrestle (laughs) in a moon suit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, again, I think the, the idea was always for him to like take it off. Um, once he got to ringside, but it's, it's the idea of like this, you know, we want, our characters are larger than life, but now we need the entrances to be spectacular entrances. Yeah. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter how much money we need to throw at this. We're going to do this. Meanwhile, the costume weighs a couple hundred pounds. Um And Conan did it at like a TV taping, had a big argument with Vince and was like, well, fuck this, I'm going back to Mexico, because I'm still a star there, and they don't know that I went to the WWF, and I can show up there tomorrow and still make a shit ton of money, so he did, uh, but they were like, well, we kind of still like this Max Moon, so they modified it, they get Paul Diamond, uh, who had been uh, a journeyman, tag team wrestler, um, famously under the, the mask as Kato in the Orient Express. Um. So they put a mask on him, they, they gave him the same like mask and bodysuit, but instead of the big bubble costume and the big robot-looking costume, they gave him uh, a jetpack. And the thought was that he was going to master the jetpack and maybe hover to the ring. What they weren't accounting for was fucking gravity, because <laughs> jetpacks... Are not a thing. Um, they don't work. They're a thing on the Jetsons, which is a cartoon. Um, but in real life, so th- my favorite part about this, he has his debut on Superstars, and he like he's he shoots. So he's got pyro that comes out of like you know out of his arms, like a you know a little bit of a you know short pyro thing. Um, and he gets to the steps, and he puts the jetpack on. It's got a little bit of you know kind of sparks and. Uh, dry ice to come out of the bottom of it, which is supposed to be his propulsion, but he just kind of bunny hops from one (laughs) step to the next step to the next step, and uh, then gets in the ring, takes his backpack off, and then does a whole bunch of tumble salts and, and, you know, kip-ups and and flips, and he's an athletic guy, so uh, athletic and tall, so um, it, it, it really just looked like this kind of, like, hyperactive spaceman uh very quickly became like a jobber uh because they were like, oh shit, it's still Paul Diamond and it's not Conan, <laughs> you know, who's you know, kind of a good worker and a super worker at this time. Um and Max Moon uh was quickly uh losing to Shawn Michaels on the first episode or second episode of Monday Night Raw, I think.
1: The outfit was preposterous.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. He actually looked more like a pinata than he looked like a. He looked
1: like he was wearing a jock strap on his head with like predator dreads. Yes. Yes. And like Leroy Jetsons.
0: Yeah. Well, and the whole like. Bodysuit. Yeah. The multicolor bodysuit.
1: They were just all about bright colors. Yeah. Yeah, and body suits and in make, the nineties, right?
0: And make a spectacular entrance, and nobody's gonna give a shit. Like once he goes in the ring, all you have to do with the rest of the way is just five minute match, get yourself over, and, and then, and then they can't wait to see you next week when you do the 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 same entrance.
1: And there was really no explanation as to what a Max Moon was supposed <laughs> to be exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. just like here's a guy from the moon from the moon
0: right (laughs) some part of outer space (laughs) max from the moon maybe that's just what they should just call should call the max from the moon uh but yeah he fizzled out pretty quick but he gets into this uh this wild card bracket Um, it's
1: very memorable i'm sure he was
0: yeah he was on your probably your short list of uh of people that could have made your 90s gimmicks
1: (laughs) yeah when maybe maybe when we get to like the final 4 we can do mm-hmm. like an honorable mention oh, of sure. all of our yeah. all of our decades <laughs> yeah. because he w- he was definitely on the list of 50
0: very good yeah I'm, I'm i'm just glad that he made it in here as a second chance guy so he's the number 1 i put him up against abaddon uh as the oh. number 8 so abaddon is a um she was on AEW television mostly when they were in the pandemic era. Yeah.
1: I and think she's still signed.
0: She is still signed. Maybe she's injured, but she hasn't really, she hasn't been on television in well over a year. Um, I think when they stopped doing AEW Dark, she really like definitely yeah. fizzled down. But she was a star. Like, if anybody was a regular watcher of AEW Dark, um, Abaddon was every week, she had a very much like a horror uh, creature gimmick where... It's like a
1: zombie, kind of?
0: Zombie, um, she would bite and, you know, the blood capsules, it would make it look like she's sucking blood. Um, It's definitely based probably on some horror character, but because I'm not really a horror guy, I don't really know, like, you know, what the source material is. But it's very much like a... Again, for, for a woman, and I think they, you know, they... They do a nice job in the last ten years of really allowing female wrestlers to develop characters that are um, that are like this, that are you know that are based in um, horror concepts or that are or that are based in like you know paranormal. Um, I think she sticks out because it's something that they didn't. Unfortunately, AEW didn't give it enough time. So they didn't do vignettes to introduce her. It was just like, well, here's Abaddon. She had a couple of of TV matches. I think she wrestled um, maybe Riho or. Um,
1: it was like squash, kind of. Th- deals but they too. Would, and like, again, I think they they were starting the pandemic, to build.
0: They were starting to build her to a unique character, and I think if they had done it the right way. She could have been an attraction character that was off to the side. Didn't have to wrestle for a heavyweight title. Didn't get in a title picture, but could have been like, you know, their version of a, like, kind of a monster female heel character. Yeah. Um, but it just. She
1: could have got in with, like, uh, like, um, uh, luther and serpent yeah like, exactly kind of doing like the the gimmick. yeah and the deal right too. right
0: and you know put her in a hardcore match against somebody and like you know let them you know use as many gimmicks and weapons and uh it just didn't really and again if she's still working out there and and still plying her trade to like fine-tune the character maybe we get another like rebirth of it but it just sort of like fizzled out yeah So really cool to look at and really kind of spooky and creepy. So that's why it sticks out in my head, but not necessarily something that that had uh, a lot of legs, so to speak. So
1: I think that's one of those things where it looks really cool Mm -hmm. and um, she plays it well. However, in the landscape of the company. Is never yeah. gonna go anywhere. Well, it's a
0: workers' company. Like, yeah, they do have characters, and they've got, you know, they've got gimmicks to a certain extent that that get over. Um, but it, if you don't get enough television time, how does it really yeah. get to the place that you need it to for people to be like really and, behind it? So,
1: yeah, because you really have to um, if you're gonna go that route, mm-hmm. you have to make her like a monster, and yeah. she has to go on a tear. That's going to run through the women's division to get to like a championship yeah. kind of match yeah. or something where they're I, I don't with with again with like just the landscape of the company. I don't think that they're going to ever put the time and effort into. Yeah, it
0: just
2: it's
1: well, and it's, it's nothing against her or the, the the gimmick itself. Yeah, it's more just that's I, I think that that would have a better chance on the Indies
0: yeah yeah and if she does you know again fine-tune the character take it on the indies i think that's where you get buzz where it's like well if she's you know having better matches or or an Go indie, or an or inter, an indie no. feud with somebody yeah that certainly can uh kind of rebirth it but you know we are where it's we cool, are
1: it's a cool gimmick though. cool gimmick it's pretty cool
0: really interesting to look at and and to see so uh bless her as she's as she goes on her way. Uh I've got my 5 and my 4 coming up uh my 4 sticking with the theme of horror. Um we've got the character Leatherface.
1: Yes. Yes. Which yes. is uh
0: Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um it's uh, was portrayed by the man who was formerly Corporal Kirchner in the WWF Uh, got himself fired Uh, again, a gimmick, a gimmick inside of a gimmick. Uh, It's like the (laughs) Russian nesting doll of gimmicks. Um, But we've got uh, the Mike Kirshner uh, gets fired from WWF because, you know, whatever reasons, or just isn't good. Um, But then reimagined himself in the Leatherface gimmick and wrestled extensively in Japan in Mexico, in Canada, um, brought this. Le- I think he did Memphis too. Like for, for sure, he did Memphis um, as Leatherface. I know
1: that, yeah, I know that Leatherface was in Memphis. I don't know that it was. Oh,
0: it might not have been Kirshner doing it. It might have been yeah. somebody else doing it. But
1: but it they ex- they used it. Yeah,
0: yeah, a lot. But more importantly, like when he wrestled in Japan uh, for companies like Wing, for FMW when they're in the height of their death matches and their wild gimmick matches, it always helps when you've got a relatable and memorable uh, horror movie character like Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre who is wielding the the chainsaw with the sparks coming out of it, uh, as he's twirling it around, coming to ringside. That part of it was stolen by uh, Terry Funk when he was Chainsaw Charlie. Um, So there's an homage, so to speak. Um, Moved over to, I believe, IWA in Japan when they were doing their King of the Death match. Uh So the big famous uh, King of the Death match tournament from 95 that Funk and Cactus Jack were in the finals of. Uh, Along the way, I think Cactus beat uh, Leatherface in a... um, Some sort of a thumbtack or broken glass match or, um, you know, but yeah, he certainly made his, he made his mark as a, as a gimmick wrestler and as a, um, some will call it the garbage wrestling of the time. Um, But still, like for those in the know, uh, Leatherface was a, uh, was a memorable character of of that menagerie of, uh, of deathmatch wrestlers at that time.
1: I remember specifically uh, in the late the late 90s buying um, every time uh, my dad would take myself and a few of my friends to the NWA jersey or NWS shows. Mm. The uh, the vendors would sell the VHS of like best of barbed wire oh, yeah. and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Leatherface face was in almost every single Absolutely. one of those matches. Yeah. And yeah. quick story. um, that Mick Foley had told on his uh, on his uh, podcast when they were um, paying tribute to Terry Funk mm-hmm. was he was saying that uh when, <laughs> when he when chainsaw Charlie did the, the leather face gimmick with the chainsaw, yeah. um, he didn't realize that the chainsaw had to be filled with gasoline in order to run. Oh, okay. So when he did the big swing, he just covered himself in gasoline. gasoline. <laughs> So he's covered oh, in gasoline, <laughs> and then he's running the chainsaw and, like, hitting the steel steps and in the ring post, and it's starting to spark, and he's covered in gasoline. By the way. And everyone's like, Terry, stop, stop.
0: <laughs> Fascinating stuff. <laughs> Terry Funk, never good around fire. Uh, uh, kind of uh, naive to it, but um, that's really good, and, and I'm sure – uh You know, similar things probably happened to uh to Mike Kirschner when he was uh you know doing the Leatherface gimmick Leatherface around the world
1: all time. Like (laughs) you do that over in Japan because you know no one's gonna come after you for any sort of you know copyright infringement. But that's I dude I remember seeing those barbed wire matches yeah with Leatherface and Freddy Krueger yeah Freddy
0: Krueger who was played by um. So there was Jason the Terrible.
1: Jason the Terrible, too, yes. So Jason the Terrible was a guy
0: who, uh, he was a Canadian wrestler. um, But they took Jason and Freddie, and they brought Jason and Freddie to FMW. Yeah. And it was Eddie Gilbert and his brother, Doug Gilbert. And I think they had like a, a, they had a falling out with the office. And, like, again, you're in Japan, so, like, the language barrier was crazy. But, like, they ended up, like, fucking off at the end of a match that they had it got you know the match got thrown out they get on the microphone at the end of it they take off their halloween costumes and they're like oh we're eddie and doug gilbert and fuck this place like you know <laughs> we don't want to be freddie krueger and and jason from uh friday the 13th anymore um but yeah i mean that was the, and again that's why i think like they probably had leatherface in memphis for a little while because you know, that's another place that's kind of home to the uh, the the cartoonish characters. Do it for a little while before the lawsuits come in, and then you know, yeah, he disappears because yeah.
1: I, I think that that's actually that was like the first, uh, the first place that Leatherface showed up. Oh sure, it,
0: oh yeah, yeah. It makes total sense that uh, Lawler would have said, "Hey, I need a, a spooky character to go up against in in Halloween time, and let's do Leatherface." So. um So Leatherface is the four seed. He's going to take on the five seed, who is Giant Gonzalez, (laughs) Um, the former El Gigante, Uh, legit seven foot four, Uh, seven maybe seven foot five athlete, Um, just not uh, not very athletic. Uh, So when he was El Gigante, uh, he was mostly like he had. Uh, you know, a few singles matches on TV, but he was mostly like a six man tag or a multi man mm-hmm. match. Um, and a lot of times it was just, oh, El Higante's coming out with like the lead babyface and like, look at the size of him. Um, but then uh, somebody with the last name of Bolea looked at him on WCW TV and said, oh, I can make money with this. Uh, and they brought him to WWF and they put him in, uh, what's, I mean it can only be described as like a shaved ape costume um where it's got patches of hair uh on a bodysuit we didn't put him in trunks we didn't put him in like long tights or anything we put him in a a faux hair bodysuit and he's got Whippleman as the manager and he's got the naturally the size and then they, again, I this was Hogan saying, like, if I'm going to have a run, I like Yokozuna. I'll work with him, but I want to get the big man in here because I eventually want to be the guy that slams the bigger giant than Andre the Giant. He sees dollar signs. Everybody else was like, have you looked at him in the ring? Like, he can't run. He couldn't run. He had been, like, um, so I think he started for the Argentinian, like, national team yeah. in basketball. And he, he didn't stick around there because he couldn't go up and down the court. So I mean,
1: that's how he initially got brought into WCW was he was brought in to have a tryout with the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. yes. They saw him at CNN Center.
0: He's a where, wrestler now. Yeah.
1: Where well, WCW is, yeah. you know. Turner, the Turner Corporation, owns the team, owns, mm-hmm. and now they see this guy. Oh, well, naturally, dollar size. He can't play basketball. Pro, so he he's going to be, be a pro wrestle. wrestler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, his knees are awful. He can't. He can't move. But WWF had him for a little a while. Very, he he wasn't yeah short. He had that match against Taker, and Taker couldn't do shit with him. Yeah. Um. And it was the only match of the streak that was a count-out win, right? Yeah. Um, and they were supposed to do. Uh, I think they were like the idea was like, and I think they tried this out like shortly after that Mania, like at one of the TV tapings, like a dark match, like had him as a babyface, had him like turn against Whippleman and and you know go on his own. And, like, that didn't even get over. So it was like, all right, well, well let's wash our hands of this guy. Let's send him back to Argentina. He went back, and I think he wrestled, like, one or two matches in Japan um, or Puerto Rico. Like, you know, basically got sent maybe for seasoning and uh, and just faded away and, and never came back. And um, the costume was mostly the thing that... that Anybody that was, even little kids that were watching wrestling at that time were probably like, he looks ridiculous. Like, A, yeah. why doesn't he have more fur on him? Uh, why does he have these patchy spots? And and B, like, why didn't you just, it, Giant Gonzalez, it's not like he's the missing link. It's not like, Giant Gonzalez isn't like a, he shouldn't be a caveman.
1: There is no explanation. There, well, there, it's a gimmick that, didn't have a gimmick if yeah, that makes yes, sense yeah, exactly <laughs> he's just a giant
0: yeah yeah you could have put him in pants
1: <laughs> you know going, going back to the last episode this motherfucker loves alliteration yeah. giant oh, gg giant <laughs> Gonzalez.
0: vince's that the, the gg the dd uh all of those are just those are dollar signs going off in vince's brain right like he, he's got to be he he loves it, but um, but actually, thank God that he didn't go further with Giant Gonzalez cause-
1: I mean, God bless the guy, because I'm sure he was doing his best, but he had no aptitude for the business. No. Like he had no aptitude for wrestling. He he he, you know, he's a guy that uh, wasn't athletic enough to play basketball, right? Right. Um, at his size, so to think that he's going to be able to uh, take bumps and stuff is
0: preposterous it's preposterous so there he is uh the number five giant gonzalez uh moving into the lower half of the bracket uh my number three seed is quang (laughs) and i think i think quang's an interesting story so um the gentleman playing quang was eventually became salvio vega um, who had done a mass gimmick in puerto rico as tnt
1: more than more than talented. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, he was over in, in Puerto Rico, like a big deal and a big star for them. Came with the mask. How he got to become kind of a master, master of the martial arts between his time in Puerto Rico and WWF is beyond me. Another protege of the infamous Dr. Harvey Whippleman. Um, he was the mysterious Quang who was a Puerto Rican master of the martial arts with a mask. And then he also had the spew. He had the, 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 the green fog. So again, I'm sure whoever is developing this character is just like, well, how many more things do we want to throw at the wall? Okay. So he's got a mask on. All right, great. All right. He's, he works well with the mask. Oh, look, he can do a spin kick. Well, if he can do a spin kick, why don't we make him a master of the martial arts? And he has to do wahooey and do all the hand (laughs) gestures. And then it's like, well, cherry on top. Uh, We don't have anybody that does the mist right now. And we haven't had a mist guy since Killer Khan was here. (laughs) Let's give him some mist. And he would do the mist. And it's like, something doesn't fit. Like, if you wanted a martial arts character and you wanted to have him in a mask, a year later they would have... Hakushi. Uh, he didn't do the mask but he had like a lot of the similar attributes like just sit tight <laughs> figure out you know if you want this to be a luchador or if you want him to be a, a Japanese style wrestler but when you're mashing things together and you're like well he'll get it over because he was TNT in Puerto Rico and he was really good there. It didn't it, it died a short death and they were like well he still has enough exciting moves that we can just pivot him to Razor Ramon's best friend from Puerto Rico and give him a but long yeah, because run there. You didn't see his face. So yeah, yeah.
1: You you can sell it as if it's a completely instantly re-
0: instantly repackaged as a much more uh, profitable and marketable character. Yeah, it yeah. worked for a while. They pulled him out of the nosedive. Um, but yeah, Quang was uh, just missed the mark. Um,
1: but. Like so many of the ninety, so many of the the nineties, where it's just like, let's just give them ve- something very generic.
0: Yeah, and if it's people just... like it, we'll build more into this. But yeah, I don't know if people liked it. Quang also, Quang is one of the most terrible pro wrestling names in the history of the world. <laughs> At this point, you just call the guy Arthur and uh, and listen for the crickets. <laughs> Quang's a sound. It's not someone's name. <laughs> I have uh, him up against as the sixth seed. Uh, another masked man. Uh, had a couple different uh, companies that he worked for. Uh, mostly known for uh, TNA. Uh, Curry man.
2: Ooh.
0: The uh, the alter ego uh, never admitted, uh, but the alter ego of Christopher Daniels. Um, Curry man worked in TNA, but also had uh, runs in. The hustle promotion in Japan, uh, and a couple, I believe a couple of um might have been like a Noah guy too, as Curry Man. Um he was uh caliente, moy caliente. Uh he was another one that was like, well, um here we got Christopher Daniels who can work his ass off and is a flyer and has studied like lucha and Japanese style um has so he has a great acumen uh but he's playing kind of a racist japanese I character underneath this kind of. um but it's also kind of based on indian cuisine um uh yeah a lot uh, great mask uh, one of the w- one of the Wasn't world's there, greatest. Was there like, a men. bowl of soup on his there, was, there was. There was. Yes. I, I would assume
1: it's curry, <laughs> but it looks like a bowl of soup.
0: Yes. Um, a little bowl atop his head, uh, <laughs> and he would do like the you know he would dance around to. He teamed up with uh, Shark Boy and with Super Eric, uh, and they were in a stable together, um, and Curry Man would make you know. He would make the odd appearance uh, when Daniels was still working for uh, TNA. He would, you know, pop up in a, you know, once a year, like if they were going to have a hardcore battle royal and they wanted to have Curry Man in there, he would show up. So um, (laughs) very spicy, uh, very hot, very spicy Curry Man. Uh, But again, like just, I think the big difference between Quang and Curry Man is Quang was supposed to be taken seriously and curry didn't fun and did not and curry game. man was a lot of fun even though there's racist overtones in that one undertones yes. i should say but it's not
1: it's not politically correct for the time but yeah yeah this this was at a, a different time but
0: you could get a chuckle out of it too yes all right so i'm uh here's the last of my uh of my first round bracket uh my number two seed in the uh in the whole shebang it's stable it's not just one person Okay, and this is the York Foundation.
1: Whoa, headed
0: by Miss I did not see that coming. Miss Alexandra York. Uh, she managed uh, in her stable at one time or another. Uh, she had Michael Wall Street, who would later become Irwin uh who was also Mike Rotundo. She had uh, the tailor-made man, Terence Taylor who was billed as the computerized man of the 90s. Uh, they had. She also had Richard Morton, uh, the former Rock and Roll Express member Ricky Morton. And uh, she had Thomas Rich, the former wildfire Thomas Rich. If you notice, it was just all of these old tag team and mid-card wrestlers that were yeah. using a extended version of their real name uh, and then were they were getting computer-generated uh, tips. So it was it was basically using analytics to win your matches. Uh, and Alexandra York would sit at ringside with a word processor, uh, claiming that it was a. Mo- and I think Jim Ross said almost every time, she's got a mobile computer, um, <laughs> but it would basically be a word processor that. Uh, And then she would have, like, sometimes she'd have a briefcase that had a computer printout that she would, like, if something wasn't going right in the match for her man, she would call him to ringside. They would look at a computer printout, type a couple things into the word processor, and then uh, eventually they would win their matches. Um, They tried to recruit guys all the time, so they wanted Brian Pillman to be in the York Foundation, and and she would, in promos, Alexander York, who eventually became... uh, marlena and terry Runnels, uh because she was doing makeup at cnn at the time and they were like you're very attractive come be on television because we need kind of this secretary type woman (laughs) to be on our tv and uh she led the charge but she was always recruiting she wanted dustin rhodes in the york foundation um but really inevitably like the york foundation kind of ran out of steam and um and They were kind of destined to be mid-card guys, anyway, uh, just based on some of the ages of the members of the York Foundation. Also, I, I forgot—I I left out for a brief time. Mister Hughes was the bodyguard oh for the York Foundation because everybody sort of wore a version of the the suit shirt with pants. Mm-hmm. So they would, you know, they would have like Terry Taylor actually wore a tuxedo uh, and <laughs> would just take the top off of the tuxedo and wrestle in the tuxedo pants um very short-lived interesting you know for give giving guys something to do and turning them heel and having them be like a different character so it allowed guys like Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich that were always like WCW babyfaces to get like over as as heels as these snobby versions of their southern selves but uh it, it was going to be it was going to be short-lived and kind of was a uh uh, a fun but uh, short shelf life gimmick for the uh, for the members of the York Foundation.
1: I mean, yeah. When you like when you look back at it now, it's unbelievably dated. Yeah. because <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a ridiculous concept with the way the technology mm-hmm. is now. But at the time, it. it I mean, it they had wasn't something. A bad idea. I. I mean, I just don't. I don't think that they were capable of. Pulling, they didn't have the production value. To yes, pull something like that yes. off. Yes, um, but it was an interesting idea. And I think like wh- could have been that could have that could have been very good had um, they really dedicated the time and effort. To
0: it play. was before its time because I think like you knowing what we know now about like current sports and the exactly. way that current sports is is just knee deep in analytics and people will have arguments about. Whether that's good for baseball or good for football or or so on and so forth down the line, I think if you brought something like that back around th- in this day and age, and yeah. had like maybe not at ringside, but have somebody backstage that's the analytics, have someone on like an earpiece. advisor at
1: ringside in an on, yeah. on a on a, a headset or like earpiece that's giving like signs or. So, you know, so there's, yeah. so, there's there's meat on the bone. There's there ways to
0: there's could, ways to do it now that would actually like really either get a guy over or could make a heel be a real kind of nerdy piece of shit that uh, that that you could work with. So
1: especially if you're taking like you know the way that WWE is bringing uh, you know a lot of these um, college athletes and mm-hmm. stuff yeah up yeah. now into the performance center to give them a reality-based gimmick of, yeah. you know, the whatever sport that they were playing at the time yeah, and have their their character be of that and have a manager.
0: I want to be that, good at wrestling. At, you know, I I hired this analytics this is my analytics team and they have two or three developmental people that are yeah. sitting in and they do skits and vignettes. Yeah, I think there's like there's something on NXT that's like Chase University, but I think they're more of like a frat than they are a that's analytics department. Let's yeah,
1: be, let's yeah. It's corny. It's but <laughs>
0: but it's still. Like, but yeah, it no, could be done.
1: There's yeah, and it's like you said, very ahead of its time, um, and nothing but good workers. That, mm-hmm. that it was a short-lived thing, but if that was given the time to marinate, I think all of those guys could have really. Got oh yeah,
0: pepper. yeah. It, it could have worked well. So my last uh, my last entry, my number seven seed going up against the York Foundation, um, one of my favorite indie gimmicks of the last few years, Dan the Dad. Uh, I laugh so hard at their uh, anytime I see Dan the Dad uh, highlights on YouTube. Um, if I see him, like especially like if he's in a, a tag team match with another partner. Um, so basically, like to to flesh out the gimmick, uh, it is a uh, a man who acts like a middle aged dad. Uh, he comes to the ring and wears uh, glasses. He wears uh, a hat. He's got cut off jeans, um, and he's got certain spots that he works into the match where, you know, he's scolding or he'll you know he'll be trying to like you know pump up his partner. By doing encouraging dad stuff, uh, like a lot of pats on the back, um, the opponent gets a spanking. Uh, there's, you know, there's discipline time. So like, you know, and they get involved with the referee, and they're, you know, because the referee's usually an older man. So Dan, the dad, usually tries to pal around with the referee a little bit, um, and he's uh, he's just a fun character that um, he's had a couple of uh, of matches on AEW Dark uh and I guess he's mostly like wrestles around like the Midwest um yeah. so he isn't like the household name that uh that some of the other like the Dan Housens of the world or or some of these other uh uh indie gimmicks that really really got over um but he's to me it's just a fun character it's um no it could never be the main event of television but listen there's a lot of really interesting uh, you know, crazy characters that are on AEW right now that, that nobody ever would have per- predicted would have main evented a pay-per-view or, or, uh, or been a title holder. Um, so there's still life out there for, uh, for the Dan, the dads of the world. So, um, so he sneaks in as, as one of my, uh, my more, more recent, uh, modern day gimmicks that I think, uh, is just a whole lot of fun and really ridiculous. And, uh, And I wish Dan the dad nothing but success.
1: (laughs) That's one of those ones where it's just like, you're never going to take it seriously, but he doesn't expect you to
0: take it. For the 10 minutes that he's out there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's, he gives you that, like he's that comedy guy. Like, and there's so many guys that are on the indies or have been on the indies in the last like 10 years that have made decent money and have like kind of transcended indie wrestling by becoming YouTube sensations and becoming these like these viral characters. Um, And I think he, you know, without doing something that's really putting his body at risk. um, I think he does something that's really fun and unique and like is kind of universal. Like I've shown Dan, the dad clips to people that, are not wrestling fans. And they've been like, that's hilarious. That's such a, you know, it's such a stupid character. It's such a stupid thing. But I find myself laughing at it and and understanding exactly what it is. Um, I'm
1: sure that that's like a guy that came up with an idea, a guy with like a regular job that like doesn't want to risk getting hurt because it'll risk his normal financial status in life and he came up with an idea where he's never going to have to take down bumps he's always going to get booked because people want to see him Mm -hmm. he sells merch and it's a good side hustle for him
0: you bet you bet and listen if he gets some notoriety out of it and he gets a chance to be on you know an aew show even on youtube more power to him let him let him make his his mark in the world so that does it from my wild card side of the bracket um Speaking of the modern times, let's get into uh, your first rounders um, and see what you got on your set.
1: So I broke it down. I I got the 2010, so it's from 2010 to now. Mm -hmm. And um, I really – Most of what I picked is either bad or stuff that I just don't like. (laughs) There are a few that I kind of – there's well there's one in particular that i love but it's just dumb <laughs> okay, um, <all> right. <laughs> and I, the way that i split it up i picked 4 because because of the way that the majority of uh 2010 to now um has gone in the wrestling world is most of it was wwe driven mm-hmm. sure. so i picked 4 wwe Uh, characters i ranked those one through four through the wwe side and i picked uh four like other like indie tna you know that realm of uh wrestling and i ranked uh those one through four good so um i'll just go through as i have them um ranked and we'll we'll go that way okay um so my number one overall for on the WWE side mm-hmm. is going to face my number four overall on the other side, and you know we'll go like that. Okay,
0: yeah, around yeah.
1: it. So my number one overall for WWE is a guy that is, I mean, probably next year going to main event WrestleMania, uh but. He was strapped with a bullshit gimmick mm-hmm. and uh we'll do the number 1 overall seed is Stardust. Stardust, yeah. Um I hmm. mean what more is there to say? Hmm. What bigger miss has there ever been? Cody made the best of this. He did. Um but it was hard. It was just a bad idea. It's it's them not seeing what potential he had. I mean, um, leading up to the Stardust run, uh, he, I mean, he was kind of killing it.
0: They did. Yeah. Um, they did a great job with him and Dustin or gold dust as the brother team with dusty going up against the shield. They won the tag belts and, um, mm.
1: it's just, it was, I mean, I, you know, you know that he didn't care for it. And at the same time, he still had to do ha- it. When you have a hot run as like IC champ, um, you're, you're putting on good matches and then they're like, Oh, well you're just going to be your older brother's
0: copycat
1: little brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you diminish him mm. and you put him in the shadow of not only his father, who is considered to be one of the greats of all time, yep. but now you're putting him in the shadow of, and this is absolutely no offense, but
0: he's in the shadow of a shadow. The shadow
1: of a mid-carder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Goldust was always in the mid-card. He was never positioned to be a top guy. And now you're putting him as the copycat of that character. Right it's right. really diminishing all of the work he did leading up to that and i mean he has since shattered all of those glass of course healings.
0: yeah yeah he became you know a, a better but he had
1: to leave the company right. in order to do that
0: right he he chose a better path the thing about stardust and stardust could have been fun if it was like a one off right yeah. if or if they would have done like a um God, this is right out of his dad's playbook. But if they'd done like a um, thing, lose, right? loser leaves town, and all of a sudden, like Goldust has a new partner next week, and it's Stardust, and everybody's like, "What's fucking Cody Rhodes?" Right? And they're like, "No, not at all. Look at him, it's Stardust." Um, Dust's, you know, he has a, a, you know, a, you know, a, a, a apprentice or whatever, you know, however you want to phrase it. And then eventually, like he takes the makeup off, and he's back to being Cody because he served the suspension or whatever. He got himself reinstated, um, but God damn it! Like he got so it it got progressively worse too, because um, they kiboshed the idea of doing Stardust versus Goldust at WrestleMania, and they blew it off at like the run-up pay-per-view, the Fastlane pay-per-view that year, and then it was. Well, now he's a cartoon villain and he's like a, you know, almost like a, like a really bad version of like a Batman villain. Yeah. And, and he's
1: wrestling the guy from Arrow,
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, what
1: the fuck are we? Doing? Yeah.
0: They, and again, he tried his best to, to do something with it, um, but it was just, it was destined to be shit. Yeah. And, you know, again, the guy made. Uh, a and, great decision by leaving at that time for sure and i
1: think in retrospect in retrospect it is it becomes it ages even more poorly with all of the success he's had afterwards i think so yeah because yeah. in reality they didn't he asked to not do that anymore mm-hmm. and they said no yeah. because i don't think that they saw him in the light that he saw himself, and then they fucking begged him to come back. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know what I mean. So What's like, it
0: going to take to have you back? Because now we realize that you are a star beyond our our doorway. Yeah, right. And, and he d-
1: he he made that for himself. Of course he in did. In spite yeah. of the awful <laughs> like, shit that they yeah. gave him, This so flat tire that I, they
0: they left the, him with.
1: The and you know. I'm sure that next year at WrestleMania it will. This will even look worse than it does now because <laughs> yeah. he'll be the t- he'll be their top guy. He's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you've got Goldust up against who?
1: So Stardust takes on oh, Stardust. I'm sorry. The number four seed in the other category, mm-hmm. which this one is just. I don't get it. I don't. I'll never understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. Uh, a wrestler out of uh triple a okay triple a mr iguana
0: i've seen i don't know if yeah i
1: don't know if you're very familiar with mr iguana um his gimmick is he's an an iguana man
0: yes he he is barefoot right uh, wrestles barefoot
1: yeah and he comes out with a uh a stuffed iguana Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> and it's, there's nothing more and nothing less. But he's a it. he's a face he's paint.
0: Just, he's a face paint guy, right? He's
1: oh, he, it's not a face paint. It's like a body paint. Oh, it's a body paint. Okay, that so yeah. He's um, just completely painted green. Yes, he's bald and he's got like uh, like black circles around his eyes, mm-hmm. and he's green. <laughs> And he just, like, kind of, kind of, <laughs> yeah, he just iguanas around,
0: amphibians, <laughs> uh, amphibian all over the place. Uh, I, m- Mr. Iguana, okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've watched, like, m- I, I, in more recent years, started watching uh, a, a lot of, uh, AAA. Mm-hmm. And every time I see him, I just am like, what? what's this for? This guy's been around
0: for 13 <laughs> yeah. years. How Who's- the f- Walk. Who was this guy? Who for? the scene? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not a main event guy, right? Like, he's he's in those, like, no, multi no, man matches. No.
1: Like, right? It is. It's, of course. He's, like, always in, like, the battle royals or, <laughs> yeah. like, 10 man tags and yeah, stuff. But, yeah. like.
0: Whew, Mr. Iguana. Surely
1: you could come up with something better than just painting a guy green and calling him <laughs> an iguana.
0: Yeah, he's. It, he, and then
1: it, all he does, he comes out with, like, um, a stuffed iguana, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, stuffed animal, and he just, like, hits people with it.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, this is Which really... Is like, <laughs> listen, let's go back to Dan. Let's get Dan the dad against the iguana man, Mr. Iguana. So, it's, it's just... It seems terrible. The more I see it, yeah.
1: I just, I'm like, what? This is stupid. What? <laughs> what? I don't... I, I just can't picture um because i i get a lot of like the the triple a stuff where you know it's luchadors they're in ca- they're like I definitely just like this is clearly like a white dude this is not yeah, like yeah it's he's like it, clearly it, a white guy not native. from like southern california <laughs> yeah. where they were just like we don't want them to know you're white so we're gonna paint we're gonna, you green how do you
0: feel like being the iguana <laughs> Okay, great.
1: And he, he won't even commit to like splitting the tongue or anything, which would be like, <laughs> yeah. way, which would be like way more entertaining. Well,
0: and also, like, you know, isn't they they can get a real iguana, right?
1: I mean, you could just put him in a costume that looks like an iguana. Why,
0: but why have a stuffed animal? Why have the stuffed animal gets used oh, as, look, a wep- as a well, weapon? Yeah, I get but, it, but well, like. You
1: can't- you'd have to kill iguanas with if you're going to hit them
0: no 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 I, i'm not. I'm, I'm not saying use the real iguana as the weapon i'm just oh, saying like, come at, like walk come a real iguana. iguana out there yeah put him on put an iguana on a leash or in a in a glass case oh, Mexi- mexico or
1: just like dress up
0: yeah someone
1: yeah. in an iguana costume yeah. as opposed to painting him green
0: <laughs> maybe get a missus iguana i don't know Okay, Mister Iguana. Mister Iguana. Mr. Iguana is on the list against Stardust. Okay.
1: All right. So now we're gonna go to the uh, number two seed in WWE versus the number mm-hmm. three seed in the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number two seed WWE. This is. Uh, he was on my uh, '90s list. Okay. Um, and in 2010, they not only killed his. His good gimmick they buried mm-hmm. it six feet deep and pissed on its grave oh boy corporate Kane
0: corporate corporate Kane oh man <laughs> okay um come on man so kane the kane. brother of uh, the the undertaker the demon brother
1: of the, the demon brother of the undertaker who's severely burned talked with, at some like, point one of the one of the voice uh, yes
0: had a had a, a voice and almost joined dx
1: had to wear a mask
0: had to wear a mask because he was, because so, he was so, so disfigured severely. they pulled then the- he
1: got he got he got unmasked and mm-hmm. you know when you use the fisheye lens he is quite an ugly man
0: ugly man oh you still could say
1: you could still you could still pass him as disfigured he's so hideous yes
0: yes then, um, but then,
1: yeah, um, they put the mask back on him,
0: and it was a better mask actually. I like the second mask,
1: but he was still bald, so they put fake hair on. Fake him.
0: hair, right? Always better with fake hair. Kane, by the way.
1: Then he went to Saudi Arabia, and his mask fell off, mm. but so did his hair.
0: That's true, because that they were because that was a, they remembered that version of Kane. Yeah, uh, instead of corporate um, Kane.
1: <laughs> and then um, the authority uh, needed a heater. Yes, yes. So uh, Kane just started wrestling in dress pants.
0: It's a million people in developmental. <laughs> a million people in developmental. Big guys. Big fucking guys in developmental that you could use. So used. they
1: had the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Yes, the in future dress mayor pants. of
0: Knox County. Uh, yeah, and dress pants and corporate Kane. Uh, As much as he was their heater, he was also super stooge. So forget him being like an intimidating version of Kane. He was basically, he was a cuck to the McMahon, to to the McMahon Helmsley uh, Corporation Volume 3. God, he was so neutered as corporate Kane. I guess that was the intention. Um,
1: it was, but it just it undermines
0: so much, so much that you did with that character. So many unique things that they put that character. And again, he's never he's never been one of my favorites in the ring. I've always found him to be a Not little good. bit overrated. But I got I'll give the devil's favorite demon his due. That when
1: you have such a good character.
0: Yes, it, he did great character look past work. It. Great character work could get it done. Maybe not great, but could get it done in the ring. But then, well,
1: and when he's got the right dance partner, it, it works, right? But when
0: it's when it's dumbed down to a point where you're like, well, he's still going to be Kane, and it's going to be corporate Kane as he's winding down his career. If, uh, if, poor guy. And the
1: th- the thing the thing that sucks is instead of just being corporate Kane, why not just like make it like a almost a completely different character? Yeah, and not associate it with Kane. At like all, everyone knows it's Kane, but be like, this is Glenn.
0: He's Mister Jacobs.
1: Mister J. Ja- yeah, so- yeah, something.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But to to tie it to Kane, who is like this iconic badass, mm-hmm. really just and I get there's that it kind of ties in because you're supposed to not like him.
0: But why do you have him in but, main events?
1: But it's it's like the <laughs> it's it's the bad kind of heat. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, he I, not
0: go away heat for days. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's what it is. It's Ugh. like,
1: dude, I don't want to see this. Guy. It was an
0: embarrassment. and it was it was he was there for like a year and a half, two years as corporate Kane? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Bad. Yikes. Bad. Bad stuff. All right. Corporate Kane. All, All right. right.
1: So my number three seed is this is a this is not a faction, but this is something that you actually touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um kind of and it's the Twitter gimmicks of the COVID era, which I will tie in there are three there are three specific ones. One of them became successful, so I'm not gonna and that's Danhausen. Okay, I that I am not going to associate with Mm -hmm. these other two. The two that I'm really speaking towards is Warhorse. Right. And Luigi Primo.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I think think the better idea, instead of Twitter gimmicks, viral gimmicks. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. viral gimmicks. Yeah.
1: Where these are guys who, for better or for worse, Mm -hmm. became super popular because of... And I would say they're viral, but it was mainly based off Twitter promos that they were putting out. Yes. Yep. And then... When you see them in the ring, <laughs>
0: everything goes to just, shit.
1: I mean, so we, and this is more. I mean, Luigi Permo. I don't think anyone really took seriously ever because it was just no. like a guy trying to like do the whole pizza thing. Yeah, he's spinning um,
0: pies and and um, no real offense, other than but, like twirling pie over somebody's head.
1: But Warhorse was. Like Twitter, like super viral on Twitter. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and him and Danhausen were kind of like teaming up almost at the same time. They but were like Danhausen had Danhausen overcame um that crutch.
0: He was multi-dimensional. And, that's why. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, Warhorse. You know, this was um in the COVID uh, era of AEW where uh, Cody was doing the weekly TNT title things, open
0: challenge. And yeah.
1: And Warhorse was super viral on Twitter and like coming out of that Kingston, Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks they, Yeah. They all got the TNT title shots. And then he was like, Alright, well this guy Warhorse is you know he's he's in the- viral on Twitter. Yep. yep. Let's let's get let's get him on and shit the He was awful. Bed. Yeah. Shit the bed. Yeah. Awful. And the whole gimmick is like he's like a metalhead. I guess baby, Ultimate thing. Warrior, right? It's like yeah, it's like kind of like Ultimate Warrior esque, and
0: it, it's not to a horse. Me, it's super <laughs>
1: fucking corny. Yeah. And, yeah. And he stinks.
0: He yeah, he didn't get it done in the rows. but I think like uh, so this is the, I guess this is the only saving grace of it. Um,
1: it's entertaining in. At your indie, indie level,
0: video. At, right? Exactly, or at your indie level. So if you're like, you know, if you're going to see AIW or AAW or so, you know, whatever promotion that he's kind of, uh,
1: which I don't think native, like, he's to. really booked anymore. I I, I haven't seen him in a while.
0: I think he had a bad that that bad TV and and his buzz it got, it, dried up immediately.
1: Exactly because everyone knew him from Twitter, and so like mm-hmm. they were booking him on the indie shows which are not televised. Yes. So the only the people that are there are seeing them. Right. And then once he's on TV and he stinks, people are like, "Well, I'm not going to go to these indie shows to see this guy." You know it's what it viral. is? It
0: and this is this is what it comes down to is it it plays to a small crowd. That's why I'm saying like for you for your indie feds and your, you yeah. know, even if you It
1: worked for a while.
0: Right. If you're a bigger indie fed and you're like, "All right, well, this month we're bringing him in." And we know the opponent to put him up against, and it's going to be a good—we're bringing in that match that's played out somewhere else, and we're bringing it to this part of the country. So that that works, but then when you elevate it to national TV, and it doesn't get to to the buzz that you expected it to get to, yeah. and it immediately— I think it, like, killed it. —drops in the freezer, That then all of a sudden it's like, well, now I've seen it. Why would it be special if I see him in Austin— at my local indie, or exactly. if I see him on California indies or whatever it is. So I think he was kind of a, a, a like a byproduct or a victim of that.
1: And but, these are like the two, I would say, like the two most prominent guys that you could. There's a ton for more. For the example. Oh, yeah. Them. Yeah. But this spot in general is just going to like the viral.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shockwave the robot's another one.
1: Like the viral Yeah. of like the. Yes. Yeah, where you see it once and you're good, (laughs) right? Yeah, I laughed. I
0: chuckled at that in
1: third in in 30 second clips. Yeah, on on, as you're scrolling through your feed. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. But if you subject me to a 15 minute match, I'm going to want to. Can I can I keep scrolling? Yes.
0: (laughs) Bring me something better, please. All right.
1: Okay. what's your next uh, um, your next matchup? So, this will be the number three WWE seed, um, the Funkasaurus. Oh,
0: yeah. Good. Good.
1: Uh, Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Uh, still, unfortunately, going to this day.
0: I think he just announced that he's retiring.
1: Cause, yeah, as he should. Because
0: he... Well, he always sucked. Let's be honest. Never an in-ring guy. Mike. Mike he was the nwa champion okay all right well
1: i know that means nothing
0: it's embarrassing
1: in today's day and age <laughs> yes. but the fact
0: that he yeah
1: that he is linked to names such as terry funk yeah, yeah. harley race and jack briscoe that's <laughs> i know it's not only it's, a disgrace yeah. to this fucking <sighs> sport yeah but mm. i will put that solely on his mama.
0: Yes. <laughs> Somebody call her and get her get her here so you can get her, get him out of here. I mean, um,
1: that... I don't know if you remember the WrestleMania thing where, like, they had, like, his mom dancing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do. I do. So, like, Brodus Clay was supposed to be, like, this badass character that got over not at
0: all because... Was any, was, before he wrestled, was he a bodyguard for... Oh, he's a bodyguard yeah. for Snoop Dogg. Well... Prior to wrestling at all, yeah, yeah. he was a, he was, yeah.
1: and then but then they tried to bring him in as like uh like a badass.
0: He was a heater for um Del was Rio. A, who? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and he just sucked. Yeah, I mean, there's just no other way to put it. He sucked, and he still sucks, and he always will suck. Yeah, but they yeah. <laughs> he does have a very he, I would say the one thing that he he has a lot of charisma. Uh, the guy has he has a big personality and so giving him this like
0: dancing i'm him a, again. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a
1: big dancing like he was never gonna get because he's so bad in the ring yeah he was never gonna get over right
0: it was it it, it was at a certain as level a, as a badass because
1: mm-hmm. it was he was just he was so bad mm. so to give him like he was almost like a, a – he was like a, a – a, 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 he became a comedy.
0: It was a well, – well, comedy rest. For sure it was a comedy spot that he was in. Didn't they – all? well, all right. So it was – originally it was – he was from Planet Funk. Yes. Uh, I don't know what solar system, but Planet Funk. Um.
1: I think that's right outside of Jupiter.
0: Naomi and Cameron Uh, were the dancers. Yes. The funk uh,
1: the, funk the Funkadactyls.
0: The less said about uh Cameron, the better. Um, then he had a uh, uh, Sweet T, the Hip Hop Hippo, uh, as his partner. Then he turned on him, right? Like, he, like uh, Tensai was becoming too good of a dancer and uh, and a little bit too over, and Brodus Clay like turned heel and reverted back to his Brodus Clay, like bad badass Brodus Clay, uh, yeah. and then got sent to NXT and had terrible matches with like they put him in the ring with Neville. And, yeah. and Sami Zayn and those guys couldn't get shit out of him, so they fired him. Um, so then they sent him to Fox News. And right, <laughs> merrily, merrily down the down the tube to uh, to wrestling on YouTube for uh, Billy Pumpkins and uh, and being a commentator on Fox News.
1: I mean, there's a, there's a clip that I saw a few weeks ago. <laughs> I guess he he recently uh, dropped the NWA title to uh, EC3, and like even worse, he got. <laughs> he he was so comically blown up, yeah, that he couldn't even hit the ropes. I, it was one of the fucking funniest things I've ever which seen. Which
0: is weird because uh, you would think he was such the picture of health through his whole career, yeah. and now, oh, yeah, uh, now he's now he's really let himself go, and he's. Uh, if he goes into retirement and he sticks with his friends on Fox, I just I I always thought it was such a fucking Mark move too. Anytime I would flip by Fox, and he'd be on like one of their you know panel shows, and he and would have the, the ten pounds of gold in his lap. <laughs>
1: title of them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and he, before he was the NWA heavyweight champion, he was the the television champion, and he's got my favorite belt in the history of pro wrestling, like in his lap. I'm like, this fucking Mark. And there are people that are watching Fox in their 70s and uh, early 80s that are watching it and being like, that guy's a professional wrestling champion. Hey, look, he's brought his belt with him. He must be a really big deal. And it's like, no, he's wrestling for fucking Billy Pumpkins on YouTube and the occasional like $13 pay-per-view. Please stop. The worst. Brodus. Okay.
1: Alright, uh, Brodus is going against the, uh, the number two seed in the other bracket. Um, this gimmick was popularized by friend of the show, uh, uh, Joseph Janela. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is, um, The Invisible Man. Oh, yes. Alright, <laughs> this one I can get behind. <laughs> this is my personal favorite. <laughs> if I had my say, The Invisible Man would win this whole fucking tournament the what he did with this is and it's gotten he he's taken it around literally yeah. around the world yes um uh but it was brought to its height of popularity at uh GCW Joey Janela Spring Break 3 mm-hmm. when the invisible man took on his brother invisible Stan invisible Stan uh in what could only be mm. Uh, considered a ten-star match,
0: Bryce Remsburg's <laughs> Magnus opus. Nobody. I was
1: there for this, and God damn it, this was pure genius.
0: He put the special glasses on so he could see the invisible man. They did a balcony spot. Um, Pen- bravo!
1: Tables. God damn it! It's there's so many. Um, I'm, I'm almost. Uh, I actually. I I'm pretty sure uh he has since uh passed um, oh, R.I.P. Invisible well, Man. Wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um but God damn this,
0: it. It's so I mean it was so good. It's so good and it's again, it's it it's the type of thing that like in the arena, I'm sure at the time, um there's one thing, like watching it live and seeing Bryce and seeing how they worked all of the spots in, and the crowd really being, for lack of a better term, the third person or the fourth person in the match because the crowd gave it that they bought in. That should, yeah, they, they, they lock, stock, and barrel. Like they, they did that. Commentary was amazing uh, on that as well because they knew what the concept was, they knew how to make it fun. And weird and stay up with it as well, you know, and and not necessarily like make it like just laugh it off and 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 not give it it's 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 art and the traditional wrestling people are going to say that's corny and it's dumb and it's not it's not real wrestling doesn't have to be real wrestling. It is it's performance art. It harkens it, to the to the DDT promotion um, where you used to have guys like Kodobushi and um, uh, who's the other guy? The, the uh, anyway, the, when they would wrestle the the mannequins and the the love dolls yeah. and everything. It, like if
1: it, if it wasn't if it if it was uh, Yoshihiko, mm-hmm. uh debuted in two thousand four, or else he would have been would have been on this list. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's another yeah. one where. Listen, people, um, traditionalists of wrestling will say that this is killing the business. Uh, you're exposing the business, blah, 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 whatever. There are a million guys on the independents
0: that wish that they could get the reaction. Yes. That nothing got. Exactly. Exactly. And the reason that nothing got that reaction was, again, your audience bought into it. Bryce put on. His fucking absolute working shoes and his improv comedy skills and everything was was on full display, and it's Joey's brainchild and it's um, and not
1: not only not only the Invisible Man versus the Invisible Stand, but the matches that Joey had. Joey with had him. with the Invisible the, Man the, and the um, the the cluster that they put the Invisible Man yeah, in yeah. that he won and it was every time that they did it, everyone. Pop! everyone yeah. loved it yep. if you were there and they they always say that the live crowd is more important than the crowd at home mm-hmm. everyone in the live crowd for the invisible man
0: bought the fuck into it always yeah. bought into it yeah yeah
1: i loved it very good and i just thought it was i thought it was like one of the more fun <laughs> one of the more fun things that uh anyone has done yeah. in the past decade
0: yeah yeah
1: all right, now we're getting to uh, this last part of my bracket, and mm-hmm. I hated both of these fucking things. Okay, so much. Um, <laughs> the number four scene in the WWE uh, side is the um, Alexa Bliss Lily Bean. Oh, God damn it! Thing, whatever that was. Um, awful. Listen, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, everything he did was uh, the the Wyatt family. All that was great.
0: Great character work.
1: the 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 early parts of the fiend were great. Mm-hmm. Once they got into this part, totally, totally checked out.
0: Well, it was ten times worse when the doll.
1: Yeah, when the when the doll started uh, uh,
0: just being the main I, thing.
1: Yeah, it was. It's so, it's so bad. Because it's so, um, how do I say this? It's such a departure from everything else you're trying to do mm-hmm. yep. that it just does it does not work. And it doesn't she, land. Yeah. Listen, I I Alexa Bliss is actually one of my uh, one of my favorite like women's wrestlers in WWE. Yeah. Yeah. All of this shit I thought was terrible.
0: It was, and she was
1: beyond bad.
0: Bad acting. Yeah. Whoever was writing not, for yeah. it was probably the culprit for making it as terrible. And if she, listen, if she wanted to do like, you know, she was under the hypnosis of the of the fiend and be part of the act. That's one thing, but when it yeah. became more about her, because. They didn't.
1: He was off TV. And- th- he was
0: off TV. They didn't have anything like creatively cooked up for him. And then it was like, well, she's gonna. The doll is possessing her, or, um, you know, there's still remnants of of Bray, and it's in the do- fucking so awful, so fucking corny. They built fucking elaborate stages on that. All of the, um thunderdome bullshit that they had with yeah, the and doll that's,
1: that, that's the other thing is <sighs> the majority of this took place uh during covid when there was no fans in the crowd it was i think made it so land, bad which made it land even flatter than it normally would have it and, was just unreal it was so
0: bad. and that should have given him the green light to actually like make it interesting and do more like cinematic Treatments with it. Could have
1: done something weird. Like they just they played it so. And this is the thing. It's like every time that they try, especially nowadays, I find the writing to be so bad. It is. Yeah. That. Yeah. um, It's one thing if you're trying to do like wrestling stuff, but when you try and go into like these cinematic things, try and go into like these. When you have, if you're gonna do like movie type characters mm-hmm. you need movie type writers you, yeah you can't yeah. do that with wrestling writers no no because they're not they are not equipped to have the character development for that or like these it, failed
0: it, sitcom writers that they have working for the company dude, like
1: it is it's it, it turns out so cheesy yeah and it yeah. just it was it was so flat it was so corny i i she is she was like my top I would say top one or two like in the late 2000s, mm-hmm. uh, like going into like 2017, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks were like my two yeah. favorite.
0: Yeah.
1: And as soon as they did this, it just killed it. And for you, you kind of
0: like, never want to see her down. again.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I could do without it. Yeah. yeah. They ruined her. Um. And then my number one, this was this is one that got over so big. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and it cr- it's crossed three promotions at this point. Um and I can't stand it. I think it's <laughs> so corny. Broken Matt Hardy.
0: You and I talk about Matt Hardy so much off off camera like off-shell I should say. Um I'm glad Matt's not here. I'm just going to say that.
1: I'm sure he loves it. he loves
0: it. Or he loved it at least when it first started. Uh, and he was yep. the – I think he was the first person to say, did you check that out? You got to see this. And I watched it and I was like, eh. And the fact that Matt Hardy has been doing it for f- what, its like six years now, seven years now, some variation on this like <sighs> –
1: well, the re I, I, uh. my theory for the reason uh. that he started doing it is to disguise the fact that he can't go anymore. Yeah, now he exactly. So if yeah. you do these cinematic matches that are just like ridiculous spots that you don't have to watch live, and you
0: bring in these cameo appearances, it's yes, a, it's that, a
1: way to it's a way to hide your deficiencies.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but I just find the the character to be see the thing is. I never understood whether he's supposed to be a heel or he's supposed to be a face.
0: Originally it was know, a heel cuz he was biting people, like he was like a vampire version of Matt Hardy. Right? Like he But
1: then it became oh. a baby face. Yeah.
0: Well, cuz people people who watched the, the internet loved it and they were like, "Oh, this is so I, weird. It's it's good." I just I can't
1: like <laughs> uh, the way he speaks. Terrible. It, bothers me to the core um yes, people yes. thinking it's funny you're dumb
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i it's just everything the uh, delete they that's just that's uh, so it's, stupid
0: that's the stupidest part about it's it just, is that, like it's, that's his
1: it, he's like he's like zig heiling like, that that's I his, his what,
0: catchphrase is
1: i i don't verb i what are you doing man yeah I can't stand it. There's creative elements to it.
0: it. Like and there's there's little flashes of like, oh, do more of this or do more of that. It, it was but I
1: will say that the um the what do they call it? The total the ultimate ultimate deletion. Uh, total deletion. Whatever the hell they yeah, call yeah, it the yeah. deletion match where they the cinematic match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was uh a step in um you know especially when COVID hit, that really kind of paved the way for yeah, a yeah. lot of those cinematic matches that they wound up happening of with course like yeah the, uh, yeah the the graveyard whatever that uh the, the a, yeah the aj did. and taker match and which was like um, which was kind the of interesting and right.
0: all that shit. you know that th- you it, can play around it, with the concept yeah but just
1: that per that character specifically um him and his whole family very cringe off. it's very cringe it yeah so cringeworthy yeah going like and i don't know if it's a retrospect thing because i was not watching tna mm-hmm. at the time Yeah, so i saw it probably years after it happened right um and actually i think i may have even seen the one that they wound up doing in wwe before I even saw the original, the original one, one. Okay. Did. Yeah. Um which that was bad. And was all that the one ones with... they've sub What was that? Uh, I don't even remember. Him and Bray. I think it might had... have been him yeah. and Bray. Um but I've and even the subsequent ones that they've wound up doing in AEW, yeah. I think they've all sucked. Yep. Um it's just all it's And so they're all a
0: variation on the same thing. It's sort of like they do the same thing every time. You you we let's beat the dead horse and then everybody pops when the when the father-in-law is riding on his lawnmower and then the little kids have to get involved now and
1: and then like the drone comes up. The
0: drone. It's like, yeah.
1: It's it's I mean. funny
0: once dead horse has been beaten and Matt Hardy what's really broken about Matt Hardy is the lower his half knees. of his body. <laughs> His knees and Get his your ass. Fucking knees replaced. Just Matt. or stop wrestling. Stop showing up on what television and wrestling. Be a backstage guy. Just be backstage. Yeah, just Be a producer, man. yeah Dumb. And like
1: the Nero. Oh like, yeah, the uh,
0: exaggerated. Delete ass,
1: the whole the whole of us and like just yeah. the way he's yeah everything <laughs> about that is it's it just. It bothers me to know. It bothers me more than anything should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such an anti-Matt Hardy guy. It's the best. <laughs> there is nothing in wrestling that should get me as angry as this that gets me. And it just, I yell. I'm like, uh, I'm like old man yelling at clouds. Yeah. Like, right. It really, yeah.
0: It's the most coronet you ever, I know you ever that feel. I, shouldn't, <laughs> I
1: know that I shouldn't care. I know that I should not care. And I should look at this as like, oh, well it's just the guy trying to entertain people.
0: But you, yeah, you can't tra- But I fucking hate it. So yeah, you, much. you you can't separate from it. That's the issue. Yeah.
1: So that that's those are those are my 8s. Those are my okay.
0: 8 of the uh the 2010s. 8 of the 2010s. Um just real quick like without going back into the individual ones like who would you see like that would advance to make it to go. Let's yeah, say, so, so we'll, I'll pick one of the gimmicks that I have. You pick one of the gimmicks that you have these you think should uh, advance to the finals of this wild card bracket.
1: Okay. So we're just gonna, uh, uh, huh? Just right, Yeah. Just
0: you have, go first. have a quick, so basically I'm looking at this and, and you know, yeah, I would have Max Moon, Advance. I'd have Leatherface. Advance. Curry Man. I love. I think Curry Man's funny. And I'd have the York Foundation. And then my the one that I would have getting out of the whole bracket and my my side of the bracket winner would be the York Foundation. Okay. Because again, I think there's there's uh, there was a little bit missed opportunities there, and I think it's very fun to say uh, it could be revised. And revived yeah. in this day and age, so the York Foundation would make it out of my side of the bracket.
1: Yeah, So when it comes to mine, uh, Stardust clearly advances over Mister mm-hmm. Iguana. I would say that <laughs> I would say that the the uh, the viral gimmicks, just because of yeah, uh, nowadays stuff. yeah, um, would go over Kane, mm-hmm. the corporate Kane. Mm. I mean the invisible man has to go over the stories. Yes. Hursaurus. Yes. And uh broken Matt Hardy would go on. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> as much as you want to kill him.
1: In the final two it's definitely going to be StarDust versus the invisible
0: man.
2: Mhm. Hmm. Mm.
1: I you know where I'm going. But I would like to see what what you think.
0: See, I would think um god the invisible man is so fun. And it's it's the epitome of modern gimmicks.
1: The like, if, if we're going to be, um, if we're gonna go by uh, either uh, success or um, longevity, yeah, um, I think Broken Matt Hardy would win the whole thing.
0: Probably, yeah. Just because but, it's still going on. But I think but if we're if yeah. we're
1: if we're gonna go on like. Pure, pure, like pure creative, p-
0: creative, fun, and unique.
1: That's of the mod- of the modern time. I yeah. don't think anything touches in the Invisible Man. And
0: I would say the Invisible Man would probably. Um, if you are in agreement, I am in agreement on that one. I think Invisible Man, your side of the bracket, and I think the Invisible Man would uh, outlast the York Foundation as well. Yeah, I. So I, I think
1: love. I love seeing the Invisible
0: Man in the Final Four. Yeah, <laughs> so the Invisible Man has joined uh, Doink the Clown out of the '90s bracket and Kamala out of the uh, out of the '80s bracket. Uh, this is, to this advance. is quite a
1: Final Four we're ramping. This is, this up is on quite right a now. Final
0: Four. Um, there's laughs to be had. There's uh, there's pure art because uh, we did we talked about how the original Doink was really really good. Um, and uh, I think we also flowers for Kamala uh, when it came to, you know, how interesting and innovative that character was when it first started. And um, and
1: again, timeless. He was a main event guy longevity. everywhere he went. Yeah,
0: yeah. The Invisible Man. And at
1: least we don't have Matt Hardy going anywhere near Yeah. the final yeah. four.
0: Yeah, and we don't. And again, I think th- this is the one thing I will I will say. Like the reason why I wouldn't put Cody through. Where I wouldn't put Stardust through is it underneath all of that? There's still a Cody Rhodes. Yes, and Cody Rhodes became a main event guy in spite of everything that happened with the failure of Stardust and and, and think, that side of it. So
1: I think including that in uh, this decade is mm-hmm. necessary. Yeah, for sure. Um, just because, like you said, of who he has become. Yeah. I think, uh, had he stuck around and continued to flounder in that role, it wouldn't even be, uh, on this list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
1: You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if he stuck around WWE and just continued to be Stardust. Yeah. From, up
0: until now, 10 years later, he was still Stardust. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, 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 I don't think that we even put it in the conversation because we just, or it would have been. Or it it would have been so ridiculous after a while. Just been like this is this is like the sixteen seed because it's just such yeah, a bad idea. Yeah.
0: like he's barely even the son of Dusty Rhodes. It's Roots the number at this one point.
1: seed because of how how far he's come. he moved beyond it. Yeah, past. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I think th- this is the other side of the Matt Hardy conversation. Is that the early part of Matt Hardy's career
1: was so much better. Was
0: so much better and when he became broken, the fact that he hasn't shooken broken Matt Hardy is more embarrassing for him yes. than it is for... The fact that
1: he's for, still riding it yeah. to this day Yeah, because, I mean, the Hardys were, were you the, know, on, on course to be, like, one of the greatest tag teams. And they're still, like, they're in the conversation the for the
0: greatest of all time. But the, um, the issue with broken Matt Hardy is that it had a uh, lightning start. I feel like it fizzled out. They ran out of and ideas,
1: then, and then they continued to fit. And, and then they ran. They rebirth it. Idea.
0: They rebirth it like it was, you know, like it was the greatest gimmick of all time. And it's like, well, let's pump the brakes. And well, maybe this is just you pro- and me saying this, but
1: but I think the, I I also think the problem with it is it was a TNA thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was a way for him to continue his career in TNA. Uh, once he was kind of physically limited, not, he was out of his prime. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But then introducing it into every company he's gone to since, as if it was brand new, just going
0: back to the well,
1: and and it's and it's diluted from the original one, mm-hmm. makes it worse and worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, we get it it and was your idea Matt Hardy, but do you still have to burden every ter- every every territory you go exactly. into with this shit Stop like,
1: poisoning my television. Yeah. Uh,
0: and stop wrestling. But all right. Well that yeah, that takes care of our uh, our modern day wild card bracket. Um I think we did a nice job. I think people will be satisfied with uh with the invisible man uh being <laughs> a unique uh, a unique gimmick. Um, if when this episode does go up, I believe I can probably dig up some highlights from the invisible man versus the invisible Stan and, uh, and post those to social media. Cause if you, if you've never seen it on YouTube, if you've never seen it, it's, it's one of the most unique performance art things that you'll ever see. Uh, and Bryce Remsburg is, is the, is the star of the freaking show. He's so freaking good. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's worth a watch to get yourself familiar with it. And, uh, by the time we get our next episode, we'll hear what Matt's uh, uh, bracket for the two thousands is like, and we will uh, we'll pull a winner out of his bracket, and then just decide, you know, who the winner of this whole shebang and who the best gimmick of uh, of the tournament of gimmicks two thousand twenty three is. So, I think we did a nice job, uh, Tommy. Thank you for uh, for uh, breaking down the other side of the bracket for me and uh, and really digging into this. So.
1: Thank you for listening to my blathering. <laughs>
0: and,
1: and just as a, uh, a form of reference, as this was going on, I guess I was getting a little loud. My girlfriend from the other room heard what we were talking about mm-hmm. and said, the right to censor has to be on. Oh. And then sent oh. me a picture of the right to censor. Oh, we got to get
0: word. Uh, <laughs> were they a 2000s gimmick? We'll get word to Matt. To yeah, a, we got to get to Matt. Yeah. Got to get in there. Good father. Get
1: that on the list
0: bull Buchanan, but, uh, all right, very good. Right. The sensor, uh, may, we may put, <laughs> we, we may put this into Matt's, uh, bracket by force, but, um, but that's, you know, that's for our next episode. So, uh, we are going to sign off uh, for this evening. We hope you guys have a great night and, uh, we will uh, hear from you soon.